0: You're listening to Destined Women Ministries, the podcast. Enjoy. Hey, everybody. God bless you. I'm so excited about this episode of Destined Women Ministries, the podcast, because you know how we've been um, talking about surviving singlehood and the previous episode was building generational wealth. And so you all know me, I am 33 years old. I have no children. I have never been married. And of course, it's, of course, I'm going to have this really um, partial perspective towards staying single until you're completely ready and processed to be placed with another person. Of course, because this is what I've gone through. So, you know, I really felt led by the Lord to bring in our sister in the Lord this this wise woman of God, Jakia, sister Jakia, um, she's been married for how many years now?
1: Seven years.
0: So she's been married for seven years now. And um, you know, I, I asked her to come on and just really talk about some things she wished she would have known before she got married, things she wished she would have done. Um but some things that she would have loved to have known before she got into the marriage covenant so that everyone listening will know that it's not just Sister Tiffany, you know, with this unique life and this unique mindset. But it's literally God's will that we be people who are completely sold out for him and processed before we join ourselves and merge ourselves with another personality. You know, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an issue. If you're not completely walking in your identity and then you try to fuse with somebody else and everybody trying to find out who they are as y'all become one, <laughs> you asking for it. So I'm telling you, I know sometimes if you all hear me, it's like, oh, my goodness, 33 years old. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I'm still young. But the, the most important thing is I'm, I'm still I'm in the will of God and I'm mature enough now to say I'm not ready. I need some more work. You know, I've I've had the, the processing long enough to be able to respect God's timing and say, you know what, that issue right there, that that needs to be dealt with. And there are things that we can bring into our marriage. And I don't want nothing negative being brought into my marriage. Not that we won't have challenges, but I don't want to bring nothing into my marriage. Just like I don't want him bringing nothing into the marriage. I don't want his exes i don't want his issues none of those things because i would really put and of course you love somebody you're willing to deal with everything and grow with them through whatever challenges but ideally when I mean, god is trying to deal with the ideal situation ideally i would want him to come saying i've been through my deliverance you know i know what it is to be a man i know what it is to take care of you i'm i'm coming like ready you you come in We talked about building generational wealth. Adam was ready (laughs) when he met Eve. He was that was it when Eve was presented to him. That was it. They were ready. And that's how God does things. And so as we're single, like we talked about in the previous episode, we need to make decisions, not just for us, but for the generations to come. So when we decide we want to be with somebody. We can't just say, well, I want to be with him because he looks good, but can he, can he produce profits? Can he lead us? Is he, is he able to be the priest in the home? You know, I, I want somebody not just For me now, because I may be able to deal with somebody who, um, you know, it has some type of sense of spirituality. If they look good enough and they're nice and kind enough, (laughs) you may just be able to make some compromises. But when I think about what I want to be poured into my children from a man, and when I think about what I want my children to produce, that generational wealth, that, that makes me say I can't just be with someone because we like each other. I need to wait for the man of God who I was created for, whose rib I have. I want him and I have to make sure that God has worked me out and shaped me up to be presented to that one. So we're making decisions for our generations to come. So I have made decisions that my children and my grandchildren will never fight this demon. I'm going to wait until I'm completely delivered before I produce because this will be done. My bloodline will never see this thing again because I want to build generational wealth. I don't want to see divorce in my family ever again. I never want to see molestation in my family ever again. I never want to see rejection in my family ever again. And if Mm -hmm. we are wise, we can make those decisions while we're single and say, I'm making decisions. OK, that will set my family up to be blessed from generation to generation. And Jakia, I don't know if you listen to that episode, but I used Floyd Mayweather. Let me I'm going to slide past it because I you see the cheese. Smile. So I used. Him. I know. I used him. I feel like I'm blushing. Wait, let me relax. OK, I used him. Because he said and he said it years ago and, you know, you will even hear him say in the present time that I want to build generational wealth or now he'll say I've built generational wealth. So I want my children and my grandchildren to be set. I want them to be taken care of. And so what he was saying. So what I told them um, in the previous episode was every hit he took, every um, fight he um, had, every business investment he made. You know, every merger he was a part of, he did it. He wasn't just thinking about himself. He wasn't just thinking about himself. He was thinking about his children and he was thinking about his grandchildren. And now everybody a billionaire. He's a billionaire. That's that name is just what it is. And he he calls it building generational wealth. And so now his little grandson has like a solid gold diamond encrusted Rolex. And he's like a few months old. Because he can do that because he made decisions that said, you know what, I'll, this is what I want, not just for myself, but I want this for my children and I want this for my grandson. So he walks around his watch costs $18 million. So, you know, that's him. He said, but he said, this is not just for me. So that goes for us when we're choosing to do things in our life, we can have nice stuff, but we'll, will my children and my grandchildren be able to walk in an anointing too because of the decisions I'm making? Or am I just setting my own self up for my own ministry? And I use Apostle Herman Murray, how he is um, the successor of his grandfather. He, he, you know, he's pastoring the church that his grandfather built. And this grandfather, clearly his children were saved, his grandchildren were saved. And now we're going into the generation where you're seeing the great-grandchildren filled with the holy spirit preaching the gospel and they're teenagers they're young people that's generational wealth so we use floyd mayweather as that natural example but um we're talking about spiritual things we may never be billionaires i really don't that you know what i'm saying but i want my children to be free and anointed because of what mama tiffany did and what she didn't do because mama tiffany waited till she was 33 she said she's not playing (laughs) If I get with somebody, he better have it all together. And I better have it all together. These, these are the decisions I've made. These are conscious choices. These are, these were not, you know, these were conscious choices. These weren't like deeply emotional. I'm crying. No, this was, this was a spiritual business plan. This was a blueprint. Listen, I'm staying in the will of God. Yes. I may see people who look good. Yes. I may want to talk to them. Yes. I may be lonely sometimes. Yep. I Sometimes I'm tired of paying my own bills. Sometimes I'm tired of buying my own groceries. Sometimes I'm tired of being the only one to look at myself and say, girl, you look good. Sometimes I got to say to myself, sometimes it may sound a little better if it was coming out the mouth of somebody who was big and fine. You know what I'm saying? But guess what? (laughs) I made decisions so that my children and my grandchildren can live a blessed life and not just me. So I would rather stay alone. I would rather stay consecrated. I would rather continue to go through deliverance before I allow myself to be joined to someone prematurely when I'm not ready and he's not ready. And everyone's process is their own. That age is their own. But I wanted them to know that it's not just me. Like there are married women who have been married and who are happily married, who have families who will say, if I would have known X, Y, and Z. So I want us to really appreciate this series surviving singlehood not just as okay this is tiffany's experience because she's but no this is god's processing this is the way god does things okay and um let's go wait let's let's pray first let's pray father in jesus name we thank you so much for this opportunity to come together to fellowship and to get this wisdom lord you are so good you're so awesome and we just thank you so much for your presence in our lives and lord we're asking that you use sister jakia to pour into us to teach us and to help us um, from her perspective and what she's gone through as a a woman being married for several years now and having a family in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for everything she's gone through, everything you've brought her through, everything you've brought her out of. And we thank you that now her life and her um, testimony will be a blessing to other women. We love you, Father. You're so wise, you're so awesome, and you do all things well. We ask that you be involved in every word spoken during this episode, we love you, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, Jatiya, tell please tell us, okay, what do you wish? Let's start. Let's let's do this. Talk. Let's, let's talk about it. this. What let's would if you could have known some things before getting into the marriage covenant? What? Oh my
1: gosh, man, there are. I have a. It's like, as I started really digging in to this thing, I was pulling out stuff left and right. And some of it can be umbrella, but I think the number one thing that I really, really wish is that I would have been whole mm. before
0: um, I married. Y'all need to get your pens, and your <laughs> notebooks, get your Bibles. <laughs> This is gonna be we probably this probably gonna be two parts. I'm telling you, we probably gonna divide this up. This is deep right here already. Um, Come on, now you know.
1: Seriously, um, give you a little backstory. Um, so when I met my husband, I was 28. So you know, when we get close to the 30s, it's like the time start ticking. We sit here looking (laughs) like. I'm looking at, I'm looking to my left. I'm looking to my right. People get married. They got houses. They got children. They got the American dream quote unquote. And I'm like, Lord, I'm out here single, no children. Um, and really don't know, you know, what, what I'm doing. Like I didn't have the five-year plan year plan. I'm just out here living. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, um, I'm, I was at, at that time I was coming into my calling. I still haven't, I still wasn't fully submitted to the Lord in every aspect of my life. Um, but I had accepted that I was going to walk the Christian lifestyle. I was going to change my life. And so um I started dating. First thing we met online. I don't technically recommend
0: it, but
1: um <laughs> The story, that's a whole other story. We met online and we started from there. And um, I just remember he was a man of prayer. And so through my course of dating online, I had all the crazies. I had the the ones who said they were deacons who Lord knows they were not a deacon. They didn't belong to nobody's church. <laughs> they had a church of their own. Right. <laughs> so you know, they had an hard imaginary congregation. Um, me. because they were talking all kind of crazy. And uh we can basically if if you know we decide that we're gonna to be together, it's okay to have sex because you know that's how they did it in the Bible. That's how you Lord. you know became Yeah, saying all kind of things. So we
0: can stop it.
1: Please stop. Um so we we went into this thing and it was it was pretty quick. Um dated for a couple of months. He lived in one state, I lived in another. Uh he flew down to see my parents, he flew into Florida, he flew into Georgia, he he was on everything, you know, that I was pressuring him to do and you know, vice versa. But One thing I noticed once we got married, so we're going to fast forward. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Once we got married, I began to feel there was, um, a battle in the home and it was mostly because I didn't like certain things about him. I began to find out about him and I'm like, well, we have a cultural difference. He's, he is from the islands. He's Jamaican. I'm American. How they are raised is different than how I am raised. How they talk to one another is different than how me and my family talk. So I be, we, we instantly began to clash. And I was sitting there, and um, first thing I'm saying is, we can just get a divorce. Listen, because... I'm not, you're not finna talk to me no kind of way and think that your girl about the, and I'm going to give it to you how I was saying it. You ain't finna talk to me no kind of way because your girl is not about that. Okay. I'm, I'm the one to snap back. I don't take it. I mean, I'm, I'm loving. I give you all that I have, but you're going to treat me how I want to be treated, period. Like that was it. And at that moment, um, I didn't think we were going to make it. Mm. so fast forward, and, fast forward and we made it through the hump of five years and we had this serious conversation one evening and uh, he was talking about how we basically come from a background of generational curses mm. we come from a background of broken brokenness, dysfunction um, we've never seen a happy marriage.
0: Come, We've preach, never preach
1: been able to witness Help us. Um, for me myself, I've never really been able to witness a father in home, a priest in place who was able to lead his family and basically guide them through the journey of, you know, being a follower of Christ and and actually doing what we're supposed to do as Christians. My mother um, was married a few times and each time was a trauma for me. So I did not even deal with the traumas that I had to endure. I didn't deal with things, uh, uh, personal vows that I made within myself that I said I would never be like businesses. This, this, this. I would never let a man. It was so much that I had built up that I had had this whole wall against my husband. He didn't even know it. Mm. He didn't even know the arsenal that I had for him.
0: <laughs> a whole <Because> arsenal he,
1: <laughs> a whole arsenal. It was like I can I can I can bring in Armageddon right now because <laughs> you don't know all these things that I internalized, Jesus. If you press the wrong button, don't press that button. Don't <laughs> <laughs> hit that big red button. Just stay away from there. Don't be tempted. Just stay away from it. And I didn't even understand it myself. I didn't understand how serious it was. And so as we talked, um, I said, Lord, I have hurt this man so much not looking at, I'm, I'm not trying to be the victim and say, well, I know he, he has done some things to me as well, but that's on his end. He has also come from a broken home. Mm-hmm. He has also come from dysfunction. And we do not sit down and talk about these things. These are mm-hmm. things that you should talk about with someone that you're courting, that someone you're betrothed to, that someone you're saying, I want to spend the rest of my life with. It, that people say, well, we don't want to talk about the past. Some things need to be spoken about. Okay. I need to know. Yes. I have
0: a, I have a question. So do you, advocate, <laughs> <laughs> do you advocate for when people meet each other and they say, we like each other. Let's talk about some things. Maybe we haven't gotten through every single issue. Do you think they should seek deliverance together?
1: I do. Okay. Why not? Mm-hmm. Why not? You want to be the best you for that person. And Amen. at the same time, you want the best person for you. Amen. Amen. You want, uh, we, sometimes we get into, cause my, my issue, one of my main issues, and that'll come out again in a later situation, the Lord permit me to write this book it's coming, Amen. but it is, it's I, just... wanted <laughs> I wanted to be, loved a way. I it to be loved a certain way. I want it to be loved a certain way. I want it. The affection. I'm a, I'm a feels person. I'm a person where I want the the you to say it, and I want it to feel it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I I was he did not understand that. They mm-hmm. say, well, read the five love languages. Okay, great. That's okay. That's a great book. But at the same time, if there's a stronghold that prevents you from loving a person the way they want to be loved, then there's need for deliverance. Amen. You're saying I want to be that way, but I don't know how. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's a blockage. Why? Mm-hmm. Because he's he told me his mother never never showed him that kind of love.
0: Okay,
1: okay. So you're growing up in a household where you don't get the hugs, you don't get the kisses, you don't get the "I love yous," mm-hmm. you don't get the the that affection that you need from your mother as a man. Mm-hmm. How can you really present that? To a woman.
0: Right.
1: Some people have the privilege of learning that thing, but some men go through life and say, well, hey, if I provide, then that's good enough. I'm a provider. I've given you everything you want. How many marriages with millionaires are there unhappy women? And there are unhappy women in these marriages, and they have husbands who are millionaires and they are happy. Mm-hmm. The man was like, you got the house, you got the car, you got everything, but she don't have you. Mm. So I was fighting a battle and he was fighting a battle with me. He said that for me, I was not respecting him. And what he meant by that was I, I had a managed way about me because I was taking care of my own. Mm-hmm. I was doing my thing. I was 28. Had my own place, had my own car, had no kids. I mean, I, just I was in my prime.
0: Yes, manish, manish. Now, as far as I know, <laughs> that's like a Jamaican term because I do have Jamaican people in my family. I heard them talking about a dog that was manish. <laughs> they want nothing to do with the manish dog, but it's yeah. like I guess what American would say, manly. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: Okay, man. He's it So when I heard it, I was like, "What are you talking about?" I managed my my approach to things. I took it on. I took it head on, like a like a man. I took on that role. I didn't wait for you to change a light bulb. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing it myself for so long. I didn't know how to reel it back in and let a man feel like a man.
0: And this is a question from a single. Y'all don't know. I'm raising my finger over here. <laughs> this is a question for from a single single person who has been doing everything, and that's for all of us. I think in our minds we think that a man would want somebody who's like that. I, I'd be like, well, I, I'll just get the paint out if I if I need to if I feel like I need to touch up something, and I do have to change the light bulbs, and I need to do this and this. You know, men don't like that.
1: In time. But not right away. Because my husband, okay, we just bought a house. He, he said we're like the ultimate team because he knows what I'm capable of. But initially, my approach to just taking on certain responsibilities, he wanted that because again, he was living by himself for a a, a, a period of time. So he's like, he wants to feel like a man. He wants to be Again, the priest in his place. He wanted to be that. And I'm sitting here like, I got it. Don't worry about it. You take it too long. So I'm going to go ahead. It's done. Like,
0: <laughs> oh, but do you see how when we live a life and we're surrendered to the Lord that we have to have that mentality? We can't have it though. Like we have to wait on him to do things for us and stuff right. like that. That's, that. that's that preparation. Wow. Yeah. That is so deep. That is so, so deep.
1: With when we were talking before you were saying how the Lord was teaching you and I mean I adore the process that you're going through I absolutely think it's the most fabulous thing that the Lord can ever I mean you are so spoiled (laughs) you are so spoiled Um, because (laughs) because If we would just yield to the process, we wouldn't fight. When we get into, I mean, we still gonna have differences and disagreements and everything like that, but it won't be such a debate mm-hmm. to where I'm in my feelings and I can't, you know, hug on you at night mm-hmm. or you and your feelings and you sleeping on the couch. Done, been there, done that too. Lord. Because when the Holy Spirit comes in. He will get on your case and say, you don't get that right before you go to sleep.
0: Amen. And that's
1: scripture too. Right. Don't let the sun go down in your wrath. If you don't get yourself in there, I don't care. We sitting up talking. Many a night sitting up talking, Mm -hmm. expressing myself, him expressing his soul. But I wish I was whole. I wish I would have taken full advantage of letting the Holy Spirit come in Mm -hmm. and show me those things.
0: Jesus, Jesus. Teach me
1: how to release those things, those those things of neglect, rejection, those hurts that I've had for my father because my father was not there. I didn't feel like I was accepted by him. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to say he didn't accept me. Mm-hmm. It's just my viewpoint. Right? I can talk to my father now. Like, I can I can talk to him. We can we can have our, you know, but again, you have to look at the past and the history how was his father to him not there
0: jesus you see this generational thing this is exactly. what i'm telling them y'all got to do this not it's not just for you you are waiting and it's not just for you you get you're getting things right but this is not just for you you it's have not. to think about the fact this is going to affect my children and my grandchildren okay i just had right. to interject that
1: No. And that's so important because if you don't break the generational curses, it's going to be a continuance of a cycle that the enemy has infiltrated in the household, in the family. I am such advocate for family. I'm such advocate for the man in the home um, because it makes a difference. It makes and not just him being in the home just to say there was a man figure in the home, but him taking on the role as a priest in the household, him taking on the role as the protector, the provider, the one who's praying, the one who I mean, wow. my husband gets up every night mm-hmm. praying. Amen. He has a prayer life, he has his own relationship with the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And it makes such a difference because it begins, you you can see the order mm. coming to the home. You From the head it,
0: trickling on down me. to everything else. Right. Wow. And
1: Everyone. so my son begins to emulate him. I have four wow. sons. And so I see Joshua. I see how he sees daddy bring flowers to mommy. I see how he looks at daddy when daddy's praying. I mm-hmm. see how, you know, he begins to, it's, it's sinking in. And he's that, the oldest okay, one
0: for anybody who wants to know. Yeah,
1: he's the oldest one. He is, uh, he'll be nine on the 26th. Mm-hmm. So... It's it's like, Lord, you know, that's the first thing I wish, you know, being whole and complete in the things of him. um, Because that would have changed the dynamics of us even moving forward mm-hmm. from there. It could have been way more blissful than blisters. Okay. Oh, I, had, Jesus. I had a few of them I'm trying to walk that walk with a <laughs> smile on my face. Oh, everything is fine when I really I can't stand you right now. Like I cannot stand you. (laughs) I don't (laughs) I'm gonna tell you, Shame the devil. Um, (laughs) okay, and like being whole, that that includes the deliverance. It includes, like you said, breaking the generational curses. Um, that alone would save me tears. That alone, that alone.
0: So single women listening to this and even married women. Okay. The focus needs to be on becoming a whole person, you know, and taking the different um, counseling classes, the focus. And even when I um, did my um, certification for the whole food plant-based science and nutrition, it's never the, the the fathers who are coming to the therapist saying, you know, we have these issues. It's always the mom. And it's like, mom wants to change everybody else <laughs> instead of changing herself. Like, no, I need you to be this way. I need you to think this way. This is how I need you to act or something is wrong with you. But um, becoming a whole person you tell me because I know that you've experienced deliverance and stuff like that. Are you able to tolerate differences in a in a different way now?
1: Of course, man. I I told my husband yesterday. I said, "Look how far the Lord has brought us."
0: <laughs> Amen.
1: <laughs> we we tolerate way more, um, and not to say that it's just oh you got to tolerate no. We've come a long way. We've made a whole lot of changes and sacrifices. Um, There's been so much compromise. Okay, you know, Lord, I'm going to deal with him with certain things that he do um, that I don't like. But at the same time, the Lord also taught me how to come to my husband and say what needs to be said so that he can make that change.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, And not in a nagging way, not in a way that makes him feel belittled or or makes him feel like, you know, here should go again. Um, because who wants that? Right. The Holy Spirit will teach you how not to be a nag. You know, it doesn't have to be that way. Amen. It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> and people can say that's just the way. No, that's the way you choose to be because I was number one nag. Mm-hmm. And it got so to a point where I just got so tired of talking about it. I was like, but I'm so irritated by certain things. And he said, well, I'm going to teach you mm-hmm. how to get what you want in the way that you want it. You want him to want to do it. Mm-hmm. And so I had to learn how to communicate.
0: Mm-hmm. And so you didn't change him. You changed, yourself, changed your mind, me. your approach. So that's yeah. so important that we understand. And this is especially for women who are married that we can't change everybody else. We have to change ourselves. And if we really get that that centeredness, that rooted, those roots in Christ, we have a higher tolerance for things that are not like us because now we're talking about fruit. Now we're talking about um, the the Holy Spirit in place and keeping peace and giving you that desire to have peace and giving you the wisdom and the discernment on how to communicate things and making you feel so comfortable with yourself that they can be however they want to (laughs) be. Just as long as I continue on this path that I'm traveling with Jesus, we all are okay. right. You know, so um, tell us something else. So you wish you would have been whole. You the love um, made you a whole person. Tell us something right. else you would have loved to have known. before. And I,
1: I should have been obedient to the Holy Spirit. Um, that walk, that relationship. It doesn't fall under my husband. Mm-hmm. My relationship with God is first and foremost amen um sometimes you can get lost in the person and trying to please the husband and stuff like that, but your relationship he still is talking to you, he still is leading you in the marriage he's i mean even before he he is trying to you know he wants the best for us, mm-hmm. so I didn't listen the way I should have. it was one point where. At the time we were dating, he said, I think the Lord wants us to have the wedding in April. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, lustful Kiki. I'm going to just call it how it is. <laughs> Tia said, no, you know, it's fine. I'll be up there. I was coming up there to visit. Um, and I was like, well, we might we'll just make it done. You know, I'll come up in November. We might just make it done. And I'm I'm pushy. So he he agreed. Well, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> the spanking came later mm-hmm. because I believe during that time he still wanted to reveal some things and have us work out some things. Mm. Um it was just it was a lot. So yeah, I fulfilled the lust of the flesh, mm-hmm. but that spiritual attack Mm. Was no joke. Was no joke.
0: They should, in this single state, really learn to obey the voice of the Holy Spirit. Even if they meet someone who they feel they should be married to, still learn to wait. Because it may not be the right time. It may be premature. God may say, okay, this is the one, but I need you to wait. Cause there's some things I need from him and I need him to do. And there's some things I'm setting up for you both right now. And it's just not time for y'all to be together. Guess what? For some people, if God says, wait, you meet somebody you like, he may be saying, wait, because I'm about to redirect you to somebody else. This is not, this is just, you know, you never, you don't know why God is saying to wait. You just don't know. But it's important for us to, thank you, Sister Kiki, obey the Holy Spirit. <laughs> if she would have known before she got, this is, this, is, this is the wisdom from someone who's been married for seven years. Hindsight, looking back, the saying is hindsight is 20-20. Saying, I, I would have obeyed the Holy Spirit. I wish I would have known to just listen. I mean, it's, of course we want relationships. We want companionship. We want to be lovely dovey, we want intimacy. We're human beings. That's normal desires, but we have to learn to put that flesh into submission and wait. <laughs> and I'm laughing because it's easy to say, but literally this is, this is not, it's not always easy. <laughs> It's not it easy. wasn't
1: easy for me. It wasn't. It was very difficult. It was very difficult because I'm thinking I'm on a time schedule and my father, who does, who exists outside of time, mm. is like, daughter, just wait. Jesus. But you know, here we go. Like, but my I hormones
0: know. though, Jesus. It's been right. Fierce. My
1: flesh was like, <laughs> girl, you cute. <laughs> he chasing you. He chased he done showed himself. Oh, he not flew down here a few times. He done bought you plane tickets. I mean, I'm talking about all these things going in my head. And...
0: and it's a natural way that you express your love and your appreciation for someone. It's that benevolence. It's 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 a natural thing. We really do need, I, I just gotta now I I need to talk to just the single ladies just for a minute. We yeah. need to put that flesh into submission because flesh can get you into some mess and I'm not even trying to rhyme it just happens like that sometimes you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I had to do it she out here rhyming like that I had to do it but um <laughs> yeah no your flesh really will get you into a mess you cannot listen to it um Paul says um meat is for the belly and belly is for the meat, but I won't be brought unto the power of any. And he says, basically he goes on to say, and I believe this is first Corinthians six, that we can say that about the body being made for food and needing food, even though I won't be brought under the power of it. But he says, you can't say your body is made for fornication. It's not made for that. You know, I love that God used an apostle who advocated for singleness, so vehemently throughout the scriptures, like I, I would that y'all all could just be like me, you know. But it's better to marry than to burn. But I'm telling you, y'all gonna face some unique challenges once you get married. I'm trying to tell you, just preserve that body holy and blameless before the Lord. I'm telling you, you're gonna start writing about your husband a little so much in the married men. Y'all gonna start, y'all. I, I need y'all to act like you're not even married. I'm telling you, you know this this apostle. He had this, this unique perspective where he wasn't obligated to, you know, bring his wife with him where he went or, you know, he just didn't have, he, so he had this, this perspective of, listen, I'm free. Like I'm, I'm, I'm liberated from other obligations and I'm free to serve Christ and all of us won't stay single forever, but we need to appreciate the time that we have to, where God says you're free to serve me. And, and with that, with that, um, with that liberty, God is going to be fixing us up because that's what he does. It's I I compare it to the closer you get to God. It's like almost the more messed up you find out you are and you, and he says, okay, stop right there. We're going to work on this. You work on it. And he says, okay, come a little closer, Mm -hmm. You come a little closer. And he'd be like, you see that spot right there. Cause you get closer to the light now. And then he says, okay, stop right there. we going to fix that up before you come and look. Okay, now you're like, come on, come on closer. Don't I got more that, for you. I got more. Shout. Wait, no. <laughs> Remember what happened when you was about five years old? How that I you up? We're going to fix that right now. Mm. We had to get rid of the other thing first so we could get down to that. You know, God has this, this beautiful mean. way that he processes us. Thank you, thank you. We have to allow this single, this time of singleness to work the way it's supposed to work. Because this is, this is a good time. And I think about my own self. I'm um, listening to Sister Jakia, Just how jacked up I have been without even knowing it. The daddy issues, y'all know, the rejection issues, the weight issues, the 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 body image issues. You bring that stuff into your marriage. You bring it into your marriage. Literally, if you don't feel comfortable with the way you look, And you don't take time to work on your body, work on your health, work on your fitness. That's if you have a problem with it. You know, if you look in the mirror, you could be slim and say, I don't have, I I really don't like my behind. If you don't take some time to start getting out there, start doing some jogging, working on them calves, working on them thighs, working on that lower part of your body, you may get into the marriage and feel inferior because there's a sister in church that your husband Mm -hmm. is friends with and she got, she got something going on back there, you know? work on what you don't like because i i mean i don't know why i'm going here but just while you're single i'll say this thank you holy spirit bringing it back whatever you can work on during this time before you join yourself to someone work on those things you don't want to bring insecurity into your marriage you don't want to bring rejection into your marriage you don't want to bring body image issues into your marriage Quite frankly, if he married you with that type of behind and that's the type of behind he like anyway, and most of the time, a man ain't going to marry you just for that. You know what I'm saying? Men, but men right. go for what they want. So we don't even have to have those those type of issues. But I'm an advocate for work on what you don't like, because there were times over the years I'm like, man, I really don't like my skin. I really don't like my hair. I really don't like this. I really don't like that. And I said, well, you know what? I'm going to work on this. I'm going to take some time. I'm going to find me some some vitamins. I'm going to make sure I eat this. I'm going to make sure I put this into my diet so I can work on what I can work on. I'm going to do what I can. Drink more water, scratch my scalp, massage it, whatever I need to do to produce the results that I want so I can be happy when I look in the mirror. Because as much as it may feel nice to have a man tell you that you look good, if you don't really believe it, then what's the point? So I'm an advocate for us even making sure that Whatever it is, whatever the issues may be, insecurity, rejection, um, maybe we are aggressive people, you know, the misindependent type, whatever it is, we need to work on those things. Hey, why am I this misindependent? I'll do it all. A lot of the times it's because we didn't have a man around to do anything for us growing up. And so we just, we just have a take charge personality, but God will work on all those things if we w a i t if we just wait if we just wait all right tell us another point tell us another point because we're gonna wrap this up and then put it into a part two so tell us something <laughs> else tell us something else
1: i think another thing was that i had to put away my carnal minded list i had a carnal minded list okay. of what i wanted mm-hmm. and um i didn't know i had one but it was not um, in alignment with what God wanted.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I'm sitting here looking at t- on TV and yes. thinking about my past relationships. And I'm just like, yep, you need to look like this with that, with this and with that. And I didn't get what I wanted. Not mm-hmm. to say, you know, I'm not happy with what I have, yeah. but what was more, what was most important, was not the things that I was praying about. I should have been praying about his prayer life. Mm-hmm. I should have been praying about. Um, his the, his anointing. And, and what God had for him. Because that. Is what. Will, will keep. You know Satan out. Because mm-hmm. he becomes my covering.
0: So we mm-hmm. need to be praying. For a man that has the qualities. To cover a family. in a home. And that can really. Praise Satan off of it. We need to be praying for those exactly. things because you know when we think about it, God knows what we like, so he's gonna mm-hmm. he gonna give us somebody, you know, somebody. Could, but we really need to be praying for the spiritual things because that's really what comes under attack when a, when God is trying to prepare a person for marriage. You know, y- your workout plan and all that stuff that's gonna happen. But what about on the inside those spiritual things? That that is deep. I'm I, I had to. Just go ahead, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, I think that was one of the one of my biggest issues because um I just wanted what I wanted. And hey, the Lord was just like, I'm gonna give you what you need.
0: Mm-hmm. You're not gonna
1: be not attractive uh, attracted to your husband, he's not gonna give you somebody you're not attracted to.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't I don't believe that. I believe that he, Like you said, he knows you, mm-hmm. but he's going to give you what you need. And so with what I saw, I mean, it was other people that I saw that I was like, oh, my God, that boy fine. <laughs> but <laughs> and I had like like initially before I met my husband or before me and him connected online, I had a counterfeit come right in front of me mm-hmm. and the Lord was teaching me something through the counterfeit he took me through witchcraft and everything like mm-hmm. he drugged me and he was fine he was Lord Those are the ones.
0: something be wrong with him I don't understand maybe they, they look normal and then all of a sudden you yeah. was like okay mm-hmm. let i get it
1: <laughs> and it was it was so it was so 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 bad and um once I got through the process I went through deliverance and Mm. repented and renounced some things and uh, I made some vows with this person and I'm I'm like I'm taking all this stuff back because I'm like no Mm -mm. he told me he said the counterfeit comes before the real thing Mm. and Mm. I wish you would have waited I wish you wouldn't have jumped again my flesh was sitting here telling me hey this is your husband he's sitting here telling me pull a script girl Jesus knows he was pulling Bible scriptures. He was praying for people and hands-on folk. I'm thinking like... Are you serious? I kid you not. Going to the nursing home, ministering.
0: See, no, you really got to be in Christ so that you don't choose the wrong person. Thank God you got me from that.
1: Man, I said Lord. And then come to find out he was dibbling and dabbling in the masons <laughs> his parents come from a lineage of Masons. The mother, she was, in, I forgot the name of the girl, East, Seven Stars. Of the, eastern. Stoss. Yeah, she was all into that. And the Lord had me go, you know, went over there and I'm looking around at, on the walls in, the, in his parents' home and I'm like, what in the world? eastern hmm. Star a
0: pentagram straight up.
1: Listen, pictures, images. All kind of stuff. And I said, Lord, you had me do this for a reason. So, again, when I tried to break everything off, he said, I'll marry you. We can go down there today. We can go down to the court. This is what I wanted to hear. I wanted to say, I wanted somebody to claim me. Mm -hmm. The Lord said, no. Shut it down. Shut it down. And I ain't never heard nothing so clear in my life. And I was crying. (laughs) (laughs) I was crying. I told him, no. And uh he rushed over to where I was and, and pleaded. I'm still standing my ground. And the next three days were the worst three days of my life. So yeah, the worst the the next two days were the worst three days of my life. And um I was going through a witchcraft bout. I began mm-hmm. to break out in spots all over myself. They were black, they were itchy, I couldn't
0: sleep. Jesus.
1: It was it was like Lord, what did I do to deserve this? You didn't listen. He mm-hmm. opened up a doorway. And uh yeah, he lost his cell phone in there, astral projection. See? Um,
0: this is what they do. This is what they do. Okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I
1: even went in my head, I was like, if I just get him back, then it'll be fine. I mean, my mind, yeah. my mind was just like, it, it'll go away if we just get back together. I did the wrong mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-mm. So uh yeah, got my deliverance from that and um I had a break. I just was like, forget it. <laughs> so, <laughs> forget this, <laughs> this day and stuff. Uh I need a, I need a break. Yeah. So I break for a while and I felt the release to come back on, and that's when, you know, me and my husband, but yeah, wait. It's not worth your walk. Thank you, Jesus. It's not worth your walk.
0: You know what, I realize about the culture today is as um, a lot of us, you know, <clears throat> just being understanding because I don't have TikTok, I don't have Instagram, but I'm just saying we scroll through Instagram, we scroll through TikTok, TikTok, look at me, TikTok, there you go. <laughs> Old church mother, oh, here, TikTok. Um, <laughs> and we see all of these couples. And they make everything look so cute. Most of them are not sanctified. They're not saved. They're not showing you a godly lifestyle. They're just showing you, we are such a beautiful couple, aren't we? <laughs> you know, look at, look at how we're living. And then you get in your mind like, oh my goodness, we would look so cute together. You know, me and this guy. And you just want that good looking relationship. But you see, y'all got to understand y'all are in Christ and your relationship has to have purpose. You can't just get with people because they're you, you know, y'all think y'all gonna be cute together. Like she said, homeboy, he was fine. And look at he was a warlock. Look at the family he comes from. So yeah, you know, they may have looked cute together or whatever, whatever. Cause her and her husband, they look cute together. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know, look what kind of generation, what kind of bloodline would have been continued? Um, What type of issues would have gone and where would her ministry have gone? You know, God is not just trying to get you with somebody who is nice looking. God is trying to get you with someone who you can really pursue your purpose with and grow in your purpose with. And I want us to take that away. We're going to wrap this, this session up and she's going to come back and tell us more in the, in the next episode about some things she wish she would have known. So we're going to just sum it up right now. You wish you would you would have been whole before you got into the marriage covenant and went through your deliverance and let the Lord work issues out in you and really give you the, the mind of a wife and a woman. So you wouldn't have been so manish, <laughs> and you would have come into the marriage um, in submission and you wouldn't have been trying to change them because you yourself Amen. would have been at peace. The next thing you um, wish you would have known. So first it was. Wholeness, second, you wish you would have obeyed the Holy Spirit and mm-hmm. and followed him and really waited for his instruction and his timing and his season for um the marriage to take place. And um the next thing, what was it?
1: Not having a carnal minded list mm-hmm. for my husband.
0: The carnal minded list, so now we know we need to stop praying for somebody who's fine because as Sister Jakea said, God is going to give you what you like. You need to be praying for the spiritual aspect of your spouse, because quite frankly, you could find somebody who's fine. You could find that. But see, that's just what it is. But what the enemy tries to do is he tries to pollute and dilute a person spiritually so you need to be praying for your spouse to be strong in their prayer life to come into the knowledge of the truth to come and be following the right doctrine to love love a woman who's modest you need to be praying for those type of things those things that will really make him a priest in place in the home i'm so excited about what you're going to share with us (laughs) i'm so excited for what we've learned today this has been amazing Um, I know this is good for single and married women to both reflect on. Um, but I, I feel like there's so much attention on marriages within the body of Christ and guess what they're the covenant. That's the prophetic, you know, demonstration of Christ in the church. And that's fine. But those marriages become what they are because of the single people who get into them. And we really need to be pouring into our single people and teaching our single people how to be in Christ before they go into that type of covenant. So this is very near and dear to me. and um, especially because of my own personal experience, how it has not always been easy. I have not always understood why it's taken so long. I have not um I just haven't always gotten it. But now here, I get it. And I'm so thankful that the Lord made me wait. <laughs> he, he was, he was, he was, he was adamant and there was things I could have done and went and did on my own. I didn't want to, I listened. So as Jakia said, you got to obey, you have to obey the Holy spirit, but it's, it's just brought a deeper sense of appreciation for the process. And I want everyone listening to this to enjoy your process. And if you're married, you can still be processed. Don't say you're hopeless now because you're in the marriage and you, you know you didn't do anything. You, you <laughs> still go through your deliverance, right? Right, sister Kiki. You still I, go
1: I'm still going through it.
0: <laughs> you go through it and you, you work through it and you learn through it and you build that strong marriage. But if you could have known some things, if you could have did some things differently before the marriage, we want our single people to do that. I discussed in um the breaking i mean building generational wealth episode that there is a 34 to 38% divorce rate among devout christians and then it's 60% among lukewarm christians people who don't really attend church that often who not they go they're christian they identify with jesus as their lord and savior but they're not you know solid in that um and that's too high for uh, the marriage to be what it is, and a display of what it is—the relationship between Christ and the church—and so, if we would just wait and allow ourselves to be developed, and we can come into these marriages whole. There was a person who was like in their 60s, and um, in one of the discussion boards for class, and he's like, "Why is the divorce rate so high?" And he's in his 60s, and he has two teenage sons. He's married, and he said he waited, and I said it's because people don't wait. You know, a lot of us would be afraid to say I'm in my 60s and I just started having children. Do y'all know how old? um, Not Jacob. No, before him, Isaac was when he Mm -hmm. got with Rebecca. He was he was much older. You know, these people, they lived full lives. They enjoyed themselves. And of course, marriage was incredibly important. Having children was very important, but it didn't just like envelop them the way it does with us to where we, we have so many issues that we just need that band-aid And we feel like we need somebody to come along and make us complete, but only Christ can complete you and you need to be content in him and then wait and not say, okay, I know you, Jesus. Now what else? No, keep on waiting because if he didn't put you with the person yet, you ain't ready yet. <laughs> you ain't ready. It, it, it's not, it's not time. And when the time comes, God knows how to put acceleration on things. He knows how to make things happen, but he's, he loves us and he's not going to, um, put us in something prematurely, um, because he doesn't want it to be messed up. So if he's making you wait, if you feel like you have to wait and you know, you're getting older and uh, the situation, uh, sister Chakia was in where she's seeing people getting married, getting their houses, having their babies. And she's out here like, okay, Jesus. what what about me? You know, God has everything in, in all of your heart's desires. He has all of those things for you. You just have to wait because there's a time and a season for everything. Your season may come around when you're 40. Your season may come around when you're 45. Season may come around when you're 33. I'm prophesying. However, whenever that season comes, it will be perfect timing. Okay, and um, we can't look at normal. I told you, I remember when I was going through my processing in Brooklyn and I had people I went to high school with and they're like on yachts drinking champagne and bikinis and stuff like that with their with their boyfriends and everybody or some of them married and had several, several children already, multiple children. And I was like, Lord, why can't I be normal? (laughs) Like, why am I here, broke? you know, sitting here praying all night and just studying the Bible and stuff like that. Like, why can't I just be a normal person, have a normal life? I know you love them just as much as you love me, you know? So why can't you allow me to live a normal life? Like you allow them to live a normal life. And the Lord said, you know, humanity has made normal a general term. He said, where in fact, it's unique to the individual, so what's normal for me is not normal for them. and What's normal for them is not normal for me. It wouldn't have been normal for me when God had sanctioned me to go and get into the word and get into the um, the spirit and pray and spend three years doing that. It wouldn't have been normal for me if I said, I'm going to go put on a bikini and go on this yacht with my boot. That's not normal. You know, everyone has their purpose and it's all centered around seasons and times. and We have to be in sync with God in his seasons and times. So with that said, Sister Jakia, can you pray us out as we um, prepare ourselves to go into part two?
1: Amen. Hallelujah. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just thank you for what you're doing, Lord. We thank you for this podcast. We thank you for the listeners, Lord God. We thank you for Sister Tiffany, Lord God, as you are leading her, Father, to speak to your daughters, Father. We pray right now for each and every listener, Lord. We pray Lord, that this word falls on good ground, Lord God, Mm -hmm. that it may grow. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for how you are ordering their steps how you are changing their minds, how you are preparing them for what you have just for them. Lord God, we pray right now against the distractions, Lord. Let them not look to the right or to the left of what everyone else is doing. But Father, we pray right now that they stay focused on you, Lord God. It says to seek the kingdom, Lord God, and everything else will be added to them, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, we just thank you for your many blessings and we uh, ask that you continue to fill the hearts Lord God with this word with this truth in Jesus name. Amen. Amen.
0: Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Destin Women Ministries podcast. I pray this fellowship was edifying, enlightening, and encouraging. If our fellowship blessed you today, please leave a review on your favorite podcast app. While you're at it, share this episode with friends, family, co-workers, social media followers, or anyone you believe would benefit from this teaching. And I'll be right back here every Monday and Thursday at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Destin Women Ministries podcast. For more information about this ministry, please visit www.destinedwomenministries.com.